You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Beyond Zero is Toyota's vision of a carbon-neutral future and more. Toyota gives you the power to reduce carbon emissions and help move toward its vision with a wide selection of electrified vehicles. Whether you're into hybrid EVs for that traditional Toyota feel with better MPG, battery EVs for a smooth and silent ride, or plug-in hybrid EVs that switch between battery and fuel, Toyota has you covered. And for those who prefer hydrogen, Toyota's fuel cell EVs emit nothing but water vapor from the tailpipe. So cool giving you the choice on how to reduce carbon emissions and move closer to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision. Visit toyota.com slash electrified vehicles slash beyond dash zero dash vision. Toyota, let's go places. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today Over recent decades, many experts have warned about the dangers of overpopulation, but new research says that we may be running into the opposite sort of problem in coming years. The world just may be set for a massive decline in population due to a global crash in childbirth. Falling fertility rates mean that nearly every country on the planet could have shrinking populations by the end of this century. Of these countries, 23, including Spain and Japan, are expected to see their populations decrease by half in 2100. Countries will also age dramatically, with as many people turning 80 as there are being born. So what's going on here? The fertility rate, by which we mean the average number of children a woman gives birth to, is falling. If that number falls below about 2.1, then the size of a population also begins to fall. Back in 1950, women were having an average of 4.7 children in their lifetime. Researchers at the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation found that the global fertility rate has dropped to 2.4 in 2017. 
And their study, which was recently published in The Lancet, projects this trend will continue, with the fertility rate falling to below 1.7 by 2100. As a result of this, the researchers expect the number of people on the planet to peak somewhere at 9.7 billion people around 2064 and then fall down to 8.8 billion by the end of this century. One of the researchers behind the study, Professor Christopher Murray, says that's a pretty big thing. Most of the world is transitioning into natural population decline. Professor Murray continues saying, I think it's incredibly hard to think this through and recognize how big a thing this is. It's extraordinary. We'll have to reorganize societies. So why are these fertility rates falling? Well, it has nothing to do with sperm counts, for instance, or other biological factors that might immediately come to mind when we discuss fertility. Instead, the researchers believe this decline is being driven by more women in education and work, as well as greater access to contraception. They argue that these factors and others combine, leading to women choosing to have fewer children in general. So, in many ways, these falling fertility rates are a success story. The countries that will be most affected include Japan and Italy. Japan's population is projected to fall from a peak of 128 million in 2017 to less than 53 million by 2100. Italy is going to see an equally dramatic crash from 61 million to 28 million across the same span of time. Professor Murray describes this as jaw-dropping. So what about the most populous nation in the world, China? The population of China is expected to peak at 1.4 billion in four years before dropping to nearly half that, to 732 million by 2100. India then will become the most populous nation. However, this will definitely be a global issue. And at first glance, we might think this is all pretty great news. Especially for the environment, a smaller population will result in less pollution and fewer instances of deforestation. Professor Murray says this would be true except for that inverted age structure. There are going to be uniformly negative consequences in every nation across the world when there are more old people than young people. Who will pay tax in a massively aged world? Who will pay for the health care needs of the elderly? Who will look after elderly populations? Will people still be able to retire? These are questions science doesn't have solid answers for just yet. Professor Ibrahim Abu Bakar of the University College of London says, To be successful, we need a fundamental rethink of global politics. The distribution of working age populations will be crucial to whether humanity prospers or withers. Our second story today, have you, like millions of other people across the planet, ever used Airbnb? If so, you might still be on their mailing list and you may have even received a strange message from the company. After COVID-19 hit, it obliterated the revenues of Airbnb across the planet. 
and Airbnb started asking guests to chip in by sending what they call kindness cards. These kindness cards could also include cash donations to former hosts. These hosts have seen billions of dollars in revenue vanish over the past few months as travel in general has ground to a halt due to the coronavirus pandemic. This kindness cards approach seems to be another effort to assuage the financial concerns of hosts. And this time they're just soliciting contributions from former guests at Airbnb locations. Airbnb says that 100% of the proceeds from these cards go directly to the host. In their statement, they described the kindness cards this way, saying, In the spirit of rekindling connections, we developed a new feature that allows guests to send virtual cards with messages of support and encouragement to hosts who provided excellent hospitality. If they wish, guests have the option to add a voluntary financial contribution. However well-intentioned this strategy may seem, it didn't have the effect that Airbnb was hoping for. People on social media, from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram, harshly criticized Airbnb, pointing out that they are also trying to save money amid the pandemic, and they asked why it should be their responsibility to support Airbnb hosts. The hosts, for their part, have directed their anger at Airbnb. They say the company implemented cancellation policies at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, and that these policies cost them even more money. For their part, Airbnb said back in March that it would spend $250 million to reimburse guests for host cancellations that were related to coronavirus shutdowns. This financial situation is especially dangerous for what are known as mega hosts. Mega hosts own multiple properties that they put on the Airbnb service. Some mega hosts have bought up dozens of properties and they've built essentially short-term rental empires that become their main source of income. According to an analytics site called AirDNA, about one-third of Airbnb properties are owned by hosts who manage at least 25 separate properties. We currently have no report on how many donations are actually coming through the kindness card option here. Airbnb spokespeople have not immediately responded to requests for comments. Our third story today takes place in Iran and on the internet, where a massive online protest has caught global attention as Iranians from all walks of life protest the country's recent announcement that it will uphold the death sentences of three young men who joined anti-government protests earlier in November 2019. Iran is no stranger to executions. Just last year, the country put 251 people to death, more than any country other than China. In recent weeks, many Iranians have been rattled and shaken by a series of executions based on what they see as murky charges. Executions for anything from drinking alcohol to political activism to spying for foreign intelligence agencies like the CIA. This marks a rare moment of solidarity in the country. Iranians of varying political views are gathering around this single issue— 
Human rights activists say it suggests that Iranians are seeking new ways to be heard because the government has brutally crushed street protest and other forms of traditional dissent. Earlier this week, the most tweeted hashtag within the country was hashtag don't execute in Persian. Iranians all over the world joined this campaign. The hashtag trended globally with nearly 4.5 million tweets. Amir Rashidi, a digital researcher who focuses on online security, says, I've never seen a hashtag with this level of participation from Iranians everywhere. The call to end executions also generated tens of thousands of posts on other social media platforms that are popular in the country. Think of things like Telegram or Instagram. The three men who are the subject of the protest are Amir Hossein Muradi, Saeed Tamjidi, and Mohammed Rajabi. These men, all in their 20s, were part of a nationwide protest in November. People took to the streets protesting hikes in gasoline prices. According to rights organizations, Iranian security forces killed at least 500 protesters. 7,000 other people were arrested. These three men were charged with participation in vandalism and arson with the intent to confront and engage in war with the Islamic Republic of Iran. The men's lawyers wrote an open letter saying that their clients had been forced to confess under aberrant conditions, a phrase which could imply torture. The Supreme Court turned down an appeal and upheld the death sentences earlier this week. As the protest picked up steam, politicians took notice. Former Vice President Mohammad Ali Abtahi, a cleric, warned in a tweet that the government should not be stubborn in the face of such strong public opinion. Many Iranians see a precedent here, saying that the government is making an example of these three men to intimidate the public and to preempt any future uprisings amid the widespread discontent over the failing economy and the authorities' handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Roya Boromont, the executive director of the Washington-based Abdurrahman Boromont Center, which advocates for increased human rights in Iran, says that the society is boiling. So they, meaning the Iranian government, are increasing the number of executions. The message, Boromont concludes, was, remember, we can kill. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners might enjoy. To hit us with your best or worst jokes, as well as your personal experience with COVID-19, the ongoing protests, or anything else that's happening in your neck of the global woods. Let us know. Tag hashtag Strange Daily on Twitter or reach out to me directly. I'm at Ben Bolin HSW on Twitter or at Ben Bolin on Instagram. Thanks as always to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam T. Garden, and most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. 
That's F-A-C-E-T dot com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget Beach Finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.